there really hasn't been anything this powerful before where you can develop a relationship and for the first time, your readers get to know the difference between your characters and you. Welcome back to The Author Biz. I'm Stephen Campbell, and this is the show where we deliver the information you need to become the CEO of your author business. Today's show is about online video, in particular, live video, the kind of things we see on Facebook every day now. We're going to get into some specifics about how you can use live video to connect with existing readers and to find new ones. Our guest this week is Luria Petrucci. She's a pioneer in the podcasting and live streaming world beginning in 2005 and has grown an audience of over 2 million social followers. She has produced and hosted video and live streams for her own communities, as well as companies like Samsung, Panasonic, AT&T, OnStar, Dish Network, Verizon Fios, Bausch & Lomb, and BBC Click. At Livestreaming Pro, she teaches small business owners and entrepreneurs, and if you're an author, you fall into that category. She teaches us how to grow our businesses with live streaming and online video. She's live every day herself with her partner, David, on the very first Facebook Live Daily Show. In today's episode, we'll discuss the explosion in live video over the past year or so, then get into several things you can do to begin going live to connect with readers, both new and old, beginning immediately. Loria will walk us through the four different ways of going live today, and we'll get into some technology that will dramatically increase the quality of your live streams. Ranging in price from the inexpensive but really effective to the types of equipment that would allow you to produce television quality video. But before we get to Luria and today's show, I want to tell you about something that happened last week in a Facebook group that I and some of you are probably a part of. On Tuesday, December 6th, author Justin Sloan posted an idea. It was because a fellow indie author was faced with a stay in the hospital to deal with the recurrence of leukemia. Justin and a few others in the group thought it might lift his spirits if a few people would feature him in their newsletters and social media. So Justin and the others involved asked for volunteers, trying to get one author to sign up for each day of the week beginning yesterday to see if we could put a smile on his face. Well, as you might imagine, the response was overwhelming. Within hours, there was a Google spreadsheet and there were multiple people signed up for each day of the week. Today, I'm one of many people telling you about Brandon Barr, who grew up reading an eclectic mix of Michael Crichton, Ray Bradbury, and Orson Scott Card. Brandon writes science fiction and fantasy. When he's not writing or in the hospital, he likes to garden, hike, fish, play softball and baseball, backpack the Sierra Mountains, and play board games. He does most of these activities with his wife and three boys. He and his family attend a small church in Southern California, which just so happens to be, as he describes it on his website, absolutely infested with wonderfully artistic members who cheer each other on. So, what can you do to help put a smile on Brandon's face this week? Hey, we're all authors here, and we all love it when someone buys one of our books. So here's an idea. Let's buy one of his Her Dangerous Visions Song of the Worlds series. Book one is only $2.99, and the title is Her Dangerous Visions. I'll have links to the book in the show notes, or just go to Amazon and search on his name. You know the drill. It's Brandon Barr, B-R-A-N-D-O-N-B-A-R-R. Okay, let's get back to the business of running this show and to helping you connect more deeply with readers by using live video. My first question to Luria Petrucci is about live video and why has there been such an explosion of live video across Facebook and other platforms over the past several months? Well, you know, it's interesting because live video isn't really actually anything new, right? It's been around for a very long time. However, the technology is just now at a place where it can be 
explosive. Um, so more people have, you know, iPhones, um, Android phones that can handle live video on the go. Uh, our data connections, our cellular service and all of that is, is at a point technology technologically where, uh, it can handle it. So, um, and, and also I think it goes deeper than just the technology piece of it. It's also that consumers have realized that they have all the control. They can, con they can say, I don't want to hear from a brand. I want to hear from a person. I want this human connection. Um, and they have the ability to speak with their voice and be heard and force companies down this road. And which of course means that everybody does it, not just big brands, right? <laughs> And it's not just, I mean, I, I tend to think of live video in, in terms of Facebook because that's where I spend much of my social media time, but it's not just there. There's, there's live video on YouTube now. Actually, there has been for a while. Uh, there's Periscope. There's, I mean, there, there are different places where you can go live. We actually did an author biz show when Periscope first came out on the idea of, of authors using Periscope. And I got really excited about Periscope when it came out, uh, but very quickly sort of tired of it and just kind of went <laughs> away. And <laughs> But Facebook video is just there. It's everywhere. You can't go online without seeing people going live on Facebook. Yeah, and people are using it for every different kind of scenario from uh, from doing broadcasts, you know, to uh, like like a podcast, but, you know, live broadcasts and having this content delivery uh, mechanism or, or yeah, mechanism really is what it, what it is. Um, but also to, um, do kind of behind the scenes stuff. They are also using it for just personal connections with friends and family. Uh, Hey, I just had a baby grandpa, take a look at my baby, you know, <laughs> like, um, so that exists. And then also from a news perspective, you're seeing an explosion for sure in on the go in person, uh, you know, uh, what do they call it? Uh, like where I'm the reporter, right? Like a, just a regular person is the reporter. And there's, there's a name for that. I'm blanking on it. Um, but like, you know, just exposing events and situations and police brutality is, you know, I mean, all of this stuff in the news is happening through live video as well. And amazingly enough, I, Every time I watch the news, which is rare, I rarely watch the news, but I had it on last night because they had, I saw this um, tease for a shark video. And I'm like, oh, that looks cool. And they showed the shark video and it was somebody's YouTube video. So it was yeah. just basically somebody out the boat. It's like, oh, I see something that's cool and it winds up on NBC News. Yeah. And that's funny because the, the big news stations are using just regular old people's and that, uh, you know, feeds and, and that's been happening for a while now, but it's definitely happening a whole lot more now with live video. Okay. When I teased this show at the end of last week's show, I referred to you as someone that has done, been doing video for a while and you have over a billion, and I actually said billion with a B, views of online videos. Is that actually true? It is. It's crazy. <laughs> it's insane. And you're what, like 95 years old now? <laughs> <laughs> a little older than that. Come on. Give me some credit. No. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it is really insane. Um, I put that that is actually an old fact, an old number, by the way, that, that I calculated at a billion in, I think it was like three or four years ago. So that number is way more than that now. Um, but when I hit that number, I was like, holy cow, how do I do that? <laughs> but I mean, it's, it, it's, it's a fun number to throw out there, but you know, it just means all the only reason I've gotten to that point is that I've been consistent for 11 years. I've done a show either weekly or daily uh, or somewhere in between throughout that entire 11 years. Now, the first time I came across you online, I was shopping with my wife and she was in a yoga store shopping for clothes. And I followed her along like a dutiful husband for a while and eventually thought, eh, I'm going to go sit down outside and, and play with my phone. And I 
I was looking up, there was some new gadget that I was interested in. And so I was searching on that and a video of you explaining the gadget popped up. And that's the first time I'd ever seen you before. And I'm like, this woman has the coolest job in the world. She gets to review <laughs> these cool tech gadgets. And that's sort of what you did for a while, right? For a long time. Yeah, for about nine years, I, I was solely focused on tech news and reviews of gadgets. Um, and that's how I built kind of my career online, if you will. It kind of sounds funny to say that, but it is. Um, and so, yeah, I, I talked about tech and that's how I built my community. And that's how I learned how to do all of that, all of this stuff that we're talking about. Um, and that's why I teach it now, because I spent so long generating a, building a community, generating content on a consistent basis, learning what to do, what not to do. And, and let's, I'm just going to be real and honest here. I've, I've made huge mistakes in the past through the building a community, um, process and, and doing shows and, you know, through transitional periods, um, you know, going through a divorce, going through partnership changes, uh, I've made massive mistakes through those processes where it actually hurt my community and my audience and, um, everything that you try and build in a, in a positive way. And so, you know, I've, I've had the good stuff, I've had the bad stuff. And, um, I, at some point, a couple a few years ago, I was like, I, I gotta, I gotta put this all out there, right? Like I've got to teach this because, uh, I can't just have done it for nothing, right? All the good, all the bad, uh, people need to know what works and what doesn't. And I, we connected for the first time, I think, um, you were, you're teaching video. And at, at that time, it was sort of maybe a little bit of live video, and it was also pre-recorded video. And I have a company where we do a lot of pre-recorded video. We record like how-to type videos, and it, we didn't do them very well. So I thought, oh, great. I mean, here's a person that I've seen before. I, she obviously knows what she's doing. I'm going to take this class. And so I started taking the class, and our, our how-to videos started getting way better. And then you started getting into live video. And that's when I started noticing this huge explosion and started thinking about all the different ways in which live video could, could be useful for authors to connect with, with readers in a way that they've never been able to before. Yeah, the, the, the author business. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? Um, <laughs> You're a pro. <laughs> is amazingly, it, 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 it's amazing because it has so much potential um, in terms of the use of live video. And to be honest, there's so many different industries that have this, um, this um, massive amount of potential because they're, you're right. Like it's never been done before in this capacity when it comes to connecting to your readers, um, and creating a relationship with them. I mean, let's, let's face it in the past, you know, an author's relationship with their customers, with their readers has purely been in text form. Uh, I mean, yes, you have sign, you have your book signings, um, and you may, maybe if you're big enough, you have, you go on TV, you look at media tour type of things. Um, but there really hasn't been anything this powerful before where you can develop a relationship. And for the first time, your view, your readers, sorry, your readers get to know the difference between your characters and you and they love when they love you, when they get to know you and they build that relationship with you as a human being, they love your character so much more because, Hey, they may be able to see little pieces of you in your characters, right? It connects them even deeper. So it's a really, really, really powerful thing. And if I think back over my history as a reader, uh, because that's what most of my my time dealing with authors has been uh, as a reader. Um, I, I remember how magical it felt the first time I was able to send an email and get a reply. It's just like, this is awesome. You know, every, everything <laughs> is changing. And then there's social media, and you can sort of see behind the curtain a little bit with Facebook. Yeah. But nothing exposes 
um, or, or connects people like quite like video. It's, it's just completely different than posting a, you know, here's a stage picture of me putting my tree up, or here's a picture of me with my dog in my lap. You know, mm-hmm. video is, is real. And it's, 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 it's real in a way that is either liberating or terrifying, maybe depending on what your perspective <laughs> is. And well, you, I think it's both. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what your perspective is, right? Like, well, maybe it's just terrifying for some people out there, but (laughs) which is fair. Um, But you have to embrace the world that we live in today. And if you are not out there and putting yourself out there and being vulnerable and human and open about your personal life, I'm not saying that you have to like tell everybody every single thing, but if you don't make that connection, then other people will. And you will be left behind. You will be forgotten about. Because if you think about it from a perspective, let's let's go down a shopping aisle in Walmart or Target or whatever your choice is. Um, when you see, you know, you're going down an aisle of, uh, pick a topic, pick pick something Can't that you soup. would shop for. Can't soup. What? Can't Can soup. soup. <laughs> okay, not what I would choose. But okay, canned soup. You're walking down the soup aisle. And you are kind of just kind of browsing around, right? And you see a huge display, like 50 cans, 150 cans of Campbell's canned soup. My favorite kind. Okay. (laughs) I I imagine it would be. (laughs) And um, then you see, you know, you, you kind of pass by this other soup that's kind of a no name that has, uh, it just like three cans on the shelf, right? Like you, your, your perspective is entirely Campbell's canned soup as opposed to these other options that may actually taste even better. I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend you, Steve, <laughs> but, <laughs> but may actually taste even better, maybe a better product, maybe a better option. However, you just pass it by because you're not seeing it as clearly. And So to put it all together, that same scenario happens online when you're not putting yourself out there often, consistently, and, you know, just being there in front of people to see. And we're going to get into the different ways in which you can do this as an author from the very simple to the very complex. But I want to get into a couple of specific examples or one specific example, uh, Others not so specific. I'm I'm beginning to see authors using it now um, for very specific reasons. Every so often, I'll see someone who seems to be using it particularly well. Colleen Hoover is uh, an author uh, that I'm familiar with through friends, and she she does a lot of live video, always just with her phone. And every time she goes live, she gets a ton of people viewing, and it's. 95% of what I've seen is all just slice of life stuff. Like, hey, I'm at the store or hey, I just got this box of books in and I'm just excited and I want to share it with you. Um, things like that. Is that a good way for authors to connect with, with readers or is that just like silliness that nobody's, nobody cares about that stuff? <laughs> Everybody cares. Look at the state of our television content, <laughs> reality TV. People care about what you buy at the grocery store. People care about what you do or that you got a new puppy or whatever. They care um, because we are voyeuristic in nature. And so by giving them that, she's winning because she's connecting that uh, the, the author that people know, the name that people know with an actual personality that people can, can draw into. Um, and so, yeah, so random stuff like that works fantastically well, but you could also do things like, uh, Q and A's. You go to maybe a bookstore and you do signings, um, you know, and, and you would sit down in, in the traditional marketing methods of, of authors. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would sit down and you would do Q&A. You would uh, read a part of the book, a, a chapter or something. Um, you can do all of that on live video and open yourself up to a whole other uh, audience than you would if you are sitting 
in a Barnes and Noble with, you know, 20 people, I don't know (laughs) what's the number that I, that I would expect there. Um, 20 people, you know, 50, it depends. Yeah. It, it, it depends. You just hope it's not zero. Right. <laughs> but here's the, here's the thing with live video. So if you go to a Barnes and Noble and you have zero people show up, that's it. That is a waste of your time. If you do a live video and you have zero people show up, guess what? It's not a waste of your time because you have the after live the afterlife of a video. Um, so you can do more with that video. People will still see it after the fact you can promote it. You can, uh, you know, send it down all to your, to your email list. If you have an email list, you can run ads against it on Facebook to, to find people who are interested in your content. You are not wasting your time, even if you have zero people show up. So you could do readings, you could um, tell stories, you could do Q and A's, um, you can do fan chats, you know that kind of thing. Uh, you could also do behind the scenes, like so. I know that authors think that it's a really boring a uh, job that they have in, in terms of like, you're sitting down at a computer. Sitting and typing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do the same thing in, in my view. I, I sit down at the computer and I'm just typing all day. Um, but if you, if you have to get granular, you can actually get really cool behind the scenes discussions or, you know, talk about what you do as a, from a business perspective or from the creation perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thought processes? How do you go about, uh, creating these, uh, these books? Do you outline it first? Do you just sit down and start typing? Do you have an idea and it takes a year later to, for it to come to fruition? Um, how, technically are you creating this? Do you do it in a Google doc? Do you have a special software that helps you be creative? Like these as, as a non-author, these are all questions that pop into my head. Uh, and these are things that your readers want to know. So get really granular with this stuff. And, and I guarantee you people will be interested in it. You can also, um, you know, curate other people's content, um, talk about books that you're reading Mm, that you mm -hmm. love, um, and, you know, start a book club. Hey, (laughs) it doesn't have to all be about you. Um, you know, so, uh, and if you're, if you're doing, um, nonfiction, you could actually educate. So if you're, if you're writing a book that's, that's nonfiction, you could educate about the topic at hand that you're writing the books about, um, do educational type of value driven content. So I mean, tons of ideas there. Uh, I'd love to hear any other thoughts that you have, Steve. You you said something that I think will really resonate with people. And that's the idea is you were talking about the the life of a video and and we all see these live videos and it may say five people watching or 25 people or a thousand and five. You never know. And you just assume that that's it. When that when it's over, that's it. But you do a show every single day, sometimes two shows a day, plus you go on live other times uh, through the course of the day. And you know probably better than anyone um, how many more views you get after the live show. And the promotional aspect is, is something that I think would really resonate. That's what that's when the bell started going off in my head because we're all, as authors, we're used to promoting our work on Facebook through targeted ads and things like that. You can do the same thing with videos. If, you're, if, if you've just got something that you think will resonate with a group of readers, it's a great thing to promote, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you got to think about that from, you know, uh, from a promotional standpoint, from a marketing standpoint, because unfortunately, uh, even though you're an author, you're also a marketer. <laughs> you have to be, uh, even if you're with a big publisher, you still have to be your own marketer because unless they're putting, you know, all of the attention on you, they're not giving you as much attention as you can get yourself. So, um, yeah, we are all marketers, unfortunately, and it's an uncomfortable place to be. But if you think about 
uh, you know, okay, so I have this particular piece of content that I've done live. Uh, what can I do with that after the fact? Yes, you can run Facebook ads. You can save it to, if you're doing it from your phone, you can save it to your phone and, um, republish that on YouTube. Um, or, and post it on your blog. Um, you can find different communities that are interested in the topic and you can, uh, send it out that way. You can get involved in Facebook groups and, and promote it that way. There's, there are rules and etiquette when Mm -hmm. it comes to, to promotion on Facebook groups, but you know, that's not a topic for today, but, um, you know, so there are all different things that you can do with these live videos after the fact. Let's talk about engagement for a second. And I'll use myself as a poor example, um, because I have taken your classes and we'll get into some of that later, but a part of taking the classes is getting out there and doing live video. And you, I, I won't use the word badger, but you, you got after <laughs> me to Steve, you need to, you need to be doing, when are you going to do your live video? And so finally, finally, after like six weeks, I went live in the author biz group just very quickly for like a couple minutes. And to my absolute horror, I found that that post on Facebook got more engagement than any post I'd ever done in the author biz. Well, this wasn't the author biz group. It was the author biz page, but it got more engagement than any post I'd ever done. And, um, I made the mistake of telling you that. And (laughs) (laughs) so this, this is me bringing it up instead of, um, allowing you to bring it up (laughs) and saying, I told you so again, but the engagement level with video can be amazing. It really can. It's, it's because, you know, like I said at the beginning, the, the people want to see you. They, they want to hear from you and, um, being able to put, especially in your case, you know, you're both an author and a podcaster, two things that I never get to like actually have this. I, I never get to see your face, right. Um, by means of consuming your product. So, um, the, the fact that you went live and, and for the first time people could actually like hear directly from you. Yeah. Maybe you've done some videos or whatever, but live video is so engaging because you have this conversation. It's not a video where you put it out there and then they comment. And then an hour later you can comment back. And like, there's this whole, it may be a day later, there's this whole waiting process that happens with video. And by the way, I'm not saying video is bad. Like I, I love all these mediums put together, mm-hmm. but you know, live video definitely has that, that conversation and that engagement. Um, and that's the key element to it. As long as you use it correctly. Okay. Now you teach live streaming through a company called live, live streaming pros and your website is live streaming pros. And the way you break it down is very simply into four levels. So let's, let's get into the four levels. The first level is pretty simple. Anyone can do it. Yeah. So level one is just, is free. It's easy. You just go live from your phone. Um, if you're going live on Facebook, since that's, you know, kind of what we've talked about here, but in any, uh, Facebook or Periscope, um, you open up the app and it shows you your face <laughs> and <laughs> you go live, you hit that go live button. You put type in a description and go live. So it's super, it's free. It's easy. Uh, you just do it. Um, so that's where you can start. And I encourage you to start. Now it has some drawbacks because one, if you're live for a long time, holding your phone, you get shaky cam. If you're making any movements, it's also really like up close and personal, which can be a great thing. And it has its drawbacks, right? So it's, it's a positive and a negative there. Um, so level two steps it up on the quality a bit. So, uh, level two is adding some gear to your phone, something like, uh, an, a wide angle lens, a video stabilizer, a microphone. Um, it often, you know, you have, you have audio issues, you have noisy environment, uh, you have dark environment, you know, so, uh, the shaky cam level two fixes all of that, uh, from a perspective of, of cheap, but easy. But it, yeah, it sounds um, confusing though. You're saying microphones and, and all this other stuff. It just, I, I'm confused and I've, 
I'm not really confused because I've taken the course and I understand what all this is. But there are people out there that will be confused and they'll hear things like adding a microphone and adding a stand and doing all this. And it seems, oh, that's too hard. And, and they're tuning out. So um, it's not really that hard. I mean, some of these things are, there's one and I can't remember the name of it, but I'm, I'm actually uh, holding it up in my hand. So if you're out there listening, you can see it now. Um, it, it's a little device that attaches to your phone. It's got two microphones and it's, it's almost like a selfie stick that you can just hand. All right. Say it again. Ceremonic. Okay. So it's like what? 150 bucks. Yeah. It's $150. It's all in, it's kind of an all in one kit. You're right. It's like a little selfie stick. It has this little handle. Mm -hmm. Um, it has a grip for your phone and it has two microphones that you can adjust the volume on, but you like literally don't have to do much of anything except plug in a cable from the ceremonic to your, uh, to your phone and bam, you're good to go. So it is really simple and you can get, you know, you can get this for 150, 250 bucks, depending on which kit you get. Um, it, so it's, it's super, super simple. Um, but it does definitely make you look a lot better than other people out yeah, there. That, there's a quantum difference between just that, that spending that money and, and using that. I've seen you guys do testing with it. You and your partner, David, um, have done testing where you can just hear the sound quality. And, and there's just the, the microphone issue. If you hold the phone far enough away to get a really good picture of yourself, the microphone's so far away that you don't really pick up the sound that well and you pick up a lot of ambient noise. So this helps to correct a lot of that and just everything is is better and it's a more professional appearance. Dorothea Benton Frank is an example of a, of an author who uses uh, live video at like signings, um, during readings, things like that. She has her partner or her uh uh, her, her assistant or somebody on her team, uh, does the live videos. And, you know, there's a lot of like motion and swooshing and like, you're kind of, you kind of get sick when, you know, there's all this motion going back and forth. And so that's what level two will fix for you is it'll give you a more professional looking video while keeping it simple. Okay. And then level three is sort of the area where I got stuck and fell in a hole and haven't been able to get out of that hole uh, yet. Level three is not that much more difficult, but uh, th there are some technology hurdles that you have to get over in terms of processor speed of computers and, and things like that. So let's talk for a minute about level three and who might want to use that and why they might want to. Yeah. So level three is going live from a computer using a software, like from your desktop computer, from your laptop or your desktop, uh, using a software like OBS or Wirecast. I love and hate level three all at the same time, <laughs> to be honest, because it definitely takes your, your professionalism up a notch. So with Wirecast, for example, I prefer Wirecast as an, as the option it's $500. So, um, it's a little bit more of an investment. Um, but you can do, uh, you can have you know, your webcam as opposed to using your phone. You can use video assets. So if you want to play a video that you were pre-produced, you could do that. You can bring in interviews visually. Um, you can brand it your own brand. So the quality difference is massive um, if you do it right. <laughs> but you're right. There are some technology hurdles because what happens is there are so many different points of failure that can happen in level three because you may not have a powerful enough computer uh, or you may be trying to do too much with the software uh, that I've seen time and time again, people uh, try it and it goes completely wrong. So you have to know what you're doing when it comes to that. And even with that, uh, still things can definitely go wrong. So it's, it's something that if you're committed to live video, if you are wanting to do what, what we, I, I'm going to take a kind of a, a, a little squirrel here. Um, but, uh, if you want to, to do a weekly show, for instance, when we talk about live video, your strategy is like doing a weekly show where you're sitting down at the same time and same day each week so that you can really have that consistency and that trust with your viewers. Um, and if you want to do that, then level three is definitely something that you can look at, uh, 
to, to brand yourself better. Uh, there's just some, there's some hurdles definitely when it comes to it, to, to doing it yourself. And it's all, it's all doable. And, and the way you teach it, it's eminently doable. I know exactly how to do it. I can do it on my wife's computer. I can't do it on mine. And, yeah. and so I have not, I, I'm just not able to kick her off her computer during the day so that I could what? do it. I could do a live show. <laughs> <laughs> Let me have to talk with her. Now. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. That and that's the thing. You have to have a great machine. Uh, it has to not be old. It has to be able to handle the. You know, it, it, it's like asking a 90 year old man to go run and, and, and chase or to, uh, to race a, a 20 year old man. I mean, it's just a completely different thing, right? So there is, uh, there is some definite, um, minimum requirements. Yeah, that you and have to and have. for me, because I'm a Mac user, the minimum requirement is the very latest MacBook pro, which is kind of expensive. And, and then, there are other elements, and it's one of these things that because you can do it, you want to do it. Like you can bring in multiple <laughs> cameras, like you could just have a webcam, but because you can have three cameras, why wouldn't you <laughs> want to have three cameras? And then you want to have this fancy switcher so that you can just switch between cameras just by, I think, just thinking it. You can just think it in the camera switch, and uh, I'm, I'm joking there. You actually have to push a button. But there are all these things that you can do, and I see people doing it, and it's amazing. I, I've, I know that you and you and David have gone to. Uh, it's, it's just one of the one of the many services you offer is you'll you'll go you'll go somewhere and set it up for people, and I've, right. I've seen I've seen places where I've I've seen people that you've done that for not authors internet marketing people, um, but it very quickly they're up and running and and they've got a professionally produced show in in almost no time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that, that's, that's definitely, uh, an option in, in to, so that you don't have to like worry so much about the tech stuff. You just focus on what you do best. Um, and then level four, while we're talking levels is the TV quality production, right? Is, mm -hmm. is what we do. It's what CNN does. It's, it's a dedicated machine that does all has all the bells and whistles, right? So, um, that's for a super serious person who is definitely committed to killing it with live video. <laughs> and that's, that's the way you guys do your shows. You, you spent uh, a lot of money on some big box that's somewhere that, that processes all the video and it's a television quality thing. And I'll tell a quick story. I was watching one of your live shows one time and I don't, one of you said something, it was iPhone release day. And CNN called, I think it was CNN, was it CNN? Called yeah. for you and said, can you come on live? And you were able to go on live from your home studio. And your setup was such that you were just, boom, in seconds, were able to be live on CNN. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I do like tech segments and stuff for CNN and, and different uh, different news stations. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's what is definitely going to be the most um, the most reliable, the best processing power, the best quality, the most options, you know, so, uh, that, that I love, but it's not for everybody for sure. <laughs> All right. So if you're, if you're out there listening and you're an author and you're thinking I should do this, the easiest way to get started is, is level one, just grab your phone mm -hmm. and start doing it. Uh, now there, there is that, um, initial hesitancy. How do how do we overcome that? As as someone who's been on a billion videos, I, I feel like um, who's that movie guy that a billion? I drawn a blank, and everyone. Oh, uh, Austin Powers. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, I got a movie reference. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That is good. Um, so, how do we how do we get over that whole? How do we get over ourselves in order to go live? So this is, this is a big one, right? And there are a couple of things here. First and foremost, you have to be committed to doing it. You have to understand why it's important, which we covered already, which is everybody, you are going to be left behind. You are going to be forgotten about. And I don't mean to like sound all dramatic here, but it's truly the case, especially going into 2017, other people will out do you when it comes to promotion online, uh, just by you not doing this. Right. So there's, 
that factor. Second, you may be uncomfortable. You may have fears about going live, about saying something stupid, about looking weird or whatever. Um, but I can guarantee you, I have seen this time and time and time and time and time again, the way you're feeling inside is absolutely not what comes out and what other people see. Um, my sister who who's, you were in a class with actually, mm-hmm. Steve, uh, Ariane, my sister, she has probably the worst case of camera shyness that I have ever experienced. Literally when I go to family events, she will not let me take a picture of her, um, just at a family freaking event. It's not like I'm going to so like post it on social, right? She's just, will not let the the camera touch her. So, um, you know, she just has had this, this fear of it her whole life. Um, and started doing live video. Why? I don't know. (laughs) Actually she did it because she knew that her business needed that to happen. And Mm -hmm. so she bit the bullet and she said, okay, what, like, how do I do this? Right. So she said, she said, this is going to, this is going to change my business. So I'm going to do it. And, um, when she got online or when she got on video, yeah, she felt really nervous, butterflies, uncomfortable. She had a million reasons why people were going to hate her or attack her or not watch. And from your perspective, Steve, since she's my sister, I'll just ask you, what did you think the first time she She went live? She was amazing. I heard First, I, I think I saw the video. I didn't see it live, but I, I saw her comment saying I was terrible. So I, I raced over to look because it's like seeing a car wreck. I just wanted to see how bad it was. And she was great. She looked completely natural. She didn't look the least bit nervous. I, I don't I can't even imagine how she felt that that any of it was anything less than as good as it could be. It was it was great. And now she's like, like uh, six weeks later. She's she's just yeah. a pro. Absolutely. And that's the case with everybody, not just her. It's, and I, I, again, I like, I've seen this for so many years, people just feel so much more uncomfortable with what they're doing or what they're saying than other people perceive you. Yes. People can be cruel online. However, um, if you're going live to the right audience, you know, you're on your Facebook page, you're going to be protected for the most part. People who already know, like, and trust you are going to be watching that. Um, and if you need to, you can go live privately to family and friends, to a specific group that you've set up and do it for the first few times. If you are uncomfortable, um, then think, then just try it for, you know, try it for 10 days, just straight 10 days. I I usually encourage people to do it for 30 days, um, because it really solidifies it. But, um, even if you can't do 30 days, cause that's a scary thing, 10 days, just go live for 10 days straight, do something, whatever it is to whoever it is. And you'll see a massive difference in your comfortable, uh, in your comfort level. So, um, and I, I also just want to point out, like some, somebody came out to me and they was like, um, I have a lisp, so I don't go live. I don't do video. I don't do anything that puts me out there. Mm-hmm. And I had to say, okay. So I went to Google, um, and I typed in celebrities with a lisp <laughs> and guess what I found? Like 50 of them, celebrities, <laughs> people who are in Hollywood, who have paparazzi, who have, uh, you know, people who tear them apart all day long, yet they're doing it. So why aren't you? All right. Now, for me, I'm a guy. So for guys, I think a lot of people are probably out there thinking, hey, I can do this. I'll just maybe like roll out of bed and make sure my hair's <laughs> not sticking straight up and I'm good to go. Um, women might be thinking a little bit differently. And, and some of the examples that I've seen, I've seen uh, some people where they just go on and, and are completely natural and they obviously didn't make a big effort to get ready. And it's great. It's just like, it just seems real. And it just seems like you're in the room talking with the person. And I'll see other people where they've obviously made a big effort to get ready and they look great and they look fabulous and it. And, and their, their shows are also good. Um, is, is there a right way and a wrong way to do this? Uh, there's no wrong way to do this. Whatever you want to put out there is okay. Um, if, if you're trying to accomplish a specific thing and that thing requires professionalism or, you know, like we, let's, we do live in a world that, 
where appearances matter from time to time. However, I would encourage you, even if you do some shows that are kind of, you know, looking better or that you put some effort into that you also do some of those random streams where you don't go on without any makeup or little makeup, or you just don't care so much where you are raw and real and yourself, because that is what people are attracted to. Um, you know, people want to know that you're not this, you're not up here on a pillar that you're just like them, that you get out of bed and, um, Hey, maybe you have a pimple, right? Like it's okay. I've done lots of videos with pimples before <laughs> my career hasn't ended. <laughs> so you just, it, it is, we live it. I hate the society that we live in, um, because it, it does put that pressure on women, but the more that we, as women, I'm just going to speak to the women here, mm -hmm. the more that we go against that, the more likely it will change in the future, right? So use live video to be real and raw and just who you are without trying to look perfect. And, um, I guarantee like I've seen so many celebrities do it. I've seen so many, uh, real people, so many business people do that. And they get actually even more engagement <laughs> because you're showing a human side to yourself. It is amazing. It, at least it, it, for me, it, the difference that I feel when I'm talking to someone who is, who's not all made up and, and all professional, whether, men or women, you know, whether it's just someone, if it's someone just being themselves and, and just looking the way they might look on a Saturday afternoon while they're home doing whatever it is they do, you just feel a, a deeper sense of connection, even though it's video. Yeah, it's weird, but it's, it's just kind of human. So what I do just as an option is, you know, our, our, our company is called live streaming pros. So, and, and we are level four and what we showcase is a professional stream. We'd showcase what's possible. So yes, on my show on a daily basis, I do put a little bit of effort into, you know, I don't get all made up. I'm, I'm human yet professional looking. However, I will also do a lot of videos, both recorded videos and live streams where I am just down to earth, like just completely no makeup, uh, hair going all over the place in my pajamas, like whatever. So you can have a combo, um, that lets you, that lets people into the real you and puts on a professional front. If you, if you feel you need that, but don't, just do the professional. Well, let's talk about the different things that you do at live streaming pros. Talk about the, the courses that you offer and, and some of the other things that you do and including the daily video show that you do on Facebook and it's, and everywhere. It's everywhere. It's level four. So it goes everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So we go, <laughs> we go out to, uh, how many, how much time do you have now? Um, <laughs> We go out to Facebook, Periscope, and YouTube all at the same time uh, daily at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p. 1, 10, 11, 12, 12, 10, 1. 11, 12, 1, 1 p.m. Eastern. I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, it's a 30 minute show, and we often have interviews with amazing guests. We also do things like um, uh, just a topic, like help to help you learn about live streaming. So if you, if you want to join us for that, I would love to have you. Uh, if you want to learn all of it in one place, we have guide, we have guided tours, self-guided tours. So uh, courses, if you will, mm -hmm. um, that is, has all of the correct information in one place from strategy to foundational structure to, um, the technical know-how of starting, growing and monetizing your live shows. So, uh, that's all there. And then of course, like you mentioned earlier, we definitely, uh, will go out to people, um, and help them get set up or we have one-on-one -on -one coaching through online, uh, systems. So we have it all, um, whatever way you want to take advantage of, of our knowledge, we'll give it to you. <laughs> And, um, if you, if you are kind of curious about this, not really sure what level you're at, if you're not sure where you should be starting, um, our quiz actually kind of takes
takes you through this process of education, but also kind of understanding what you're trying to accomplish. And then at the end of it, we'll give you a free guide that tells you all of the information you need to know about really starting with live streaming, um, based on your answers. So that's at livestreamingpros.com slash quiz. All right. And I will link to that in the show notes and, and just a quick testimonial for, uh, for Loria and David. Um, I have been associated with them for, I don't know, that seems like maybe around a year now since you first started all of the course things. I'm not even sure when it was, maybe it was the first of the year. It just, um, time, time has flown, but, um, one of the things that's happened with me, and you probably don't notice it if you listen to the show on a regular basis, but on the back end, things have gotten so much easier for me and have become so much more streamlined that it's taking so much less time because of the things they teach. And, and I've, I was able to translate some of the things that they teach for live streaming shows. I mean, they apply to any kind of show, any kind of workflow, really. And I, I put those things to, to place in, in my show, and it's taking me about a third of the time that it was taking a year ago to execute this show now and produce the show on a weekly basis. So I want to thank you guys for saving me a lot of time and really allowing me to keep doing the show because I, I would be out of time right now if it weren't for that. And some of the business things that you teach as a part of the courses of ways of monetizing your show, I've put those into effect. Um, I'm sure that listeners have heard some of those things, and it's actually making a difference. I'm, I'm starting to generate some income from the show now, which is great because it helps defray costs and you know allows me to keep going with this. So uh, these guys really know what they're doing. They've been doing it for a long time. So if you're even a little bit interested in doing online video, please check them out at Livestreaming Pros and take the quiz at Livestreamingpros slash quiz. Thank you so much for that, Steve. And I, I just want to say you have been such an amazing person to have in the groups and, and as a student and like you, you take the information and you do something with it and you're creative about it. Um, and I just love your personality. So I, I've appreciated being uh, involved with you. So thank you for that. Well, thank you. And one of the things I learned is to do a call to action for my own show <laughs> at the end of the show, which I had never done before, but now I do. And there's a reason why. The reason why is because you'll have guests. Guests will promote the show to their audience. They might not know who you are. So thanks for listening. And remember, you can find show notes and links to everything we mentioned today at theauthorbiz.com. Thank you, Loria. I love it. Bye.